Welcome back, good and you are good listening to, to White Noise. It's, it's good to be here. 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 All right, all right, all right. Sounds back. good. And, and we're done. Three, two, one. Welcome to White Noise, the podcast where we post thirst traps in a hurricane. I am Joe Pavolardo. Chase, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, we got a couple crazy stories on our plate. Uh, first of all, uh, we want to let you guys know again who this podcast is brought to you by. Uh, t- episode, of course, is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. If you guys are interested in starting a podcast, as we said before, go to Anchor.fm/slash/WhiteNoise to get your podcast started today. This episode is also brought to you by Lull. For a limited time, get $150 off any size mattress during Lull's back-to-school sale. All you have to do is go to LULL.com and use code WHITENOISE at checkout. and It'll automatically take $150 off your order. I just want to say it's odd to have a back-to-school sale uh, for mattresses. I'm picturing people now like buying school supplies and like they're like, oh, I need a mattress on the side. I guess you need it for college though, right? Yes. Is that going to hurt a relationship with them, me saying that? Uh, probably not. They're still here. They've been here for this many episodes. I don't yeah, that's true. Can. We can't. I don't think we can damage that relationship any further. <laughs> we're, we're untouchable now. The mattresses have sustained rigorous testing, and they are the best thing you will ever sleep on. So go to low.com. So currently uh, in the news, um, we've talked about this in the past. We're going to bring it up again because it's still popping up. People taking weird pics at uh, memorial sites where many people died. And the latest one is Auschwitz. A YouTuber posted a video talking about his experience there and how all the tourists uh, were just posing for really odd selfies in a place that probably deserved more reverence. Chase, can you touch on this a little more? I think you watched the video uh, more than I did. It was a little hard. It was hard. uh, Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, uh, but it was it was a good video. Um, I think the main point that struck me was uh, just about how he kept on reiterating, if you can't come to one of these sites uh, and be respectful, if you can't use it as a place of learning and respect it as a place of history, don't come at all, uh, which is you know very blunt to the point, but I think it needs to be said. I know you said you were in uh, New York City last weekend. Um, and you were at the 9-11 Memorial. Did you happen to see anything crazy going on there? Oh, this is really bad. Um, so most people were respectful at the 9-11 Memorial. I was most. shocked by that, actually. Uh, but there was <laughs> there was this couple um, where the girl was leaning over the railing and like she was looking into... It's this giant pit. If you haven't been there, it's this giant square pit where the tower would have been. So imagine if a building was ripped out of the ground and then there was a crater and there was this waterfall surrounding it falling into it and she's looking into that and then if you looked behind her there was a man i assume was her boyfriend who is pretty much just straddling her and grabbing her butt uh in the middle of new york city at a memorial site where many people died so i don't know if that's like something they're into but it it was really disrespectful and i was kind of appalled by it i would say more than appalled but i was surprised there was no one taking selfies there were no lighting crews there was no instagram influencers so I probably should have gone to Times Square if I wanted to go hunting for that, smack some phones out of some hands. Or you should have taken me with you. Honestly, <laughs> just that would be the antithesis of the whole thing, but it would it would be on brand still. We could just do our own photo shoot there. Yeah. Like we lure could, people we into could, it. That could be like the cover of the podcast, like of the album artwork. Yeah. If you want, if you want to change that, you know, do a little rebrand. It's like me and Chase posing 
ridiculously in New York City. That maybe, could be it. Maybe each season we go to like some memorial. So no. <laughs> 9-11, Auschwitz, uh, maybe like the Iwo Jima Memorial, something like that. Each season we do a different cover. You're at like Pearl Harbor and like modeling for some water bottle company or something. <laughs> or no, you're modeling for a, a cruise line. Low, low, at Pearl low Harbor to give us some more ad money so we can make these trips happen. <laughs> uh, shout out Lowell again. Uh, yeah, shout out Silver Singles too. Shout out Silver we gotta, Singles. Shout out Silver Singles. We need to reach out to them and get them on. Like this is the joke has gone too far. This is getting serious. They're getting free brand deals at this point. We deserve some cash. And speaking of silver and singles, because I assume these people are single, they're posting thirst traps on Instagram. We're seeing a lot of thirst traps on Instagram recently, and you may have seen in the news, people were called out for this, and they're trying to defend themselves. But uh, models on Instagram were posting pictures of them in bikinis from the back with their torso cut out. It was just their butt, and it would say stuff like, uh, pray for all the people in Hurricane Dorian. Or uh, please pray for all the people. I was here last week. And it's very clearly meant to get likes and garner more followers for them, etc. So, um, I mean, Chase, would you have done this, do you think? Would you have taken your own thirst trap uh, for the hurricane season? Not, not of me. And I wouldn't have posted it during the hurricane. Um, yeah, the hurricane is like just hit and these photos are going live like, oh my gosh. Right, yeah. <laughs> And it, it's a hurricane. It's not like my favorite example was um, the cathedral. What cathedral was it? The one in Paris. Notre Dame. Notre Come Dame. On. Right. Sorry. <laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm staying away from uh, Notre Dame references because of how you called me out for the Rudy issue. So I'm not willing to reopen that. Uh, just, but, to, just to say Rudy did not play for the Green Bay Packers. That's what we have to put out there, right? You need to confess to that. I will not admit that I was wrong. <laughs> um, no, but my favorite was when every single girl that I knew posted the photo of, oh, can't believe it's on fire. Can't, I remember when I was in Paris in 2012, when I was like 10 to 12 years old, this is heartbreaking, praying for the people of Paris and just would do like the slideshow photos of like every monument in Paris just to prove that they were actually there. My that, gosh. That was my breaking point. I feel like the I feel like the anytime there's a mention of something tropical, these Instagram influencers are automatically gonna start posting butt photos. It's just like in their <laughs> DNA that they have to. But it's also like every detail's thought through, right? And that was the one they chose to post. They could have posted them uh, influencers don't I don't know. That's where you're wrong. This was not well thought out. It was just I have to do this. It could have been them wearing a t-shirt at like a bar in the Bahamas, but it's them in swimsuits. They're in all butt photos. Some of them, they're, they're facing the camera, but it's still like, this is clearly like, look at me, look how hot I am. Also, shout out hurricane victims. You're all dead probably, but I'm making money. Rip, shout out. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, and someone who's been holding their breath now for the past um, seven minutes, uh, we're going to welcome the day. Today's guest is hailing from the hurricane region. He's, his life is heavily intertwined with Hurricane Dorian. This is Coast Guard member Kevin Hoban, also a longtime friend. Kevin, how are you doing today? Hello, Joe. Uh, I'm doing great. Very excited for all this. Uh, I'm dry, too, because the hurricane thankfully missed me. Uh, Just a glance, week. right? Just a glance. Over on the, the east coast of Florida, I'm on the west, the gulf side, if you will. Yeah. No, hurricanes. Don't, don't, uh, don't mess around with them. You, uh, you think one day, oh, it's going to hit us. I'm going to end up with like 
four inches of water in my house. And then you wake up the next morning and they go, no, it's going to head north. And you're like, oh, cool. There's still no bread in the uh, in the grocery stores. And milk is just now starting to get uh, back to uh, like a level where you could buy it. So, yeah, hurricanes. So as someone who um, you live in the region that possibly could be affected by it, how do you feel about people posting on social media who aren't from the area that are saying like pictures of themselves and saying pray for the victims of the hurricane? So I think with the whole thoughts and prayers, they're good if they're backed up by good intentions uh, for anything. Lots of people come down to Florida and vacation every year. And if you want to put up your picture, hey, had a great beach, great time on the beach. I know it's not there and everybody around is uh, is being hurt by this and whatever. Uh, then you and you put thoughts and prayers onto the post like that. Awesome. Great. It's something positive for people to see and make people think about. If you're showing off your latest tan and you live, you've never even been to Florida and it has no special purpose to you, but yeah, you're going for the likes. You're not going to get likes. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, and you're as a you're a member of the Coast Guard, uh, which is a branch in the military, possibly the most underrated one. You guys fight pirates, oh, right? What a guy! Oh, see, this is why this is the best podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, we are a branch of the military. We're not part of DOD, which is Department of Defense. We're the Department of Transportation. No, no, we used to be part of transportation. Oh, I look like an idiot. We're part part of the Department of Homeland Security. Um, and yeah, no, we are the smallest, We, but we do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, last month, by last month, I mean, in, I think in July, we had a video that was shown, I think, worldwide. And it was one of our, one of our coasties jumping from his boat onto a semi-submersible, yelling, Alte Subarco, Alte Subarco, and pounded on the, the submarine hatch. And everybody was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it is pretty cool. Um, and those things happen in the Coast Guard every single day. Um, so, yes, we do fight pirates. We fight drug dealers. Um, we break ice up in the Great Lakes. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. We break ice down in Antarctica. Uh, we look at fisheries uh, and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but I think probably from movies and the, the real newsworthiness that we get is we do a lot of search and rescue. Um, which is what we're busy with and my unit is busy with right now. Uh, I'm stationed at Coast Guard, uh, no, Coast Guard Air Station Clearwater, uh, down here in Clearwater, Florida, or the largest air station. Uh, and we have a good handful of helicopters and a bunch of crew members over in the Bahamas right now. Um, I've been blowing my social media up, which only consists of Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I don't, I've never even been on Instagram. Uh, I had Tumblr for a little while, but that's dead pretty much Shut too. Out. It's not dead. That's where I got my career start and I'm going to keep pumping effort into that. Don't, yeah. Don't shout, out shout out Tumblr. Shout out Tumblr. But yeah, so it, pretty much every single day on on Facebook, there's some new post of look at these guys doing this and these guys doing that. And I'm like, Hey, I know him. Hey, that's one of my helicopters. And by my helicopters, I mean my units. Um, I, I don't do, I don't fly. I don't get deployed. Um, 
but I do have a, a part with those helicopters that I'm in charge of, and I take the biggest amount of pride I can when I see that helicopter that I'm barely responsible for doing something. Um, so yeah, no, we have guys down in the Bahamas. Um, we've had news crews at the air station all week, like two days ago, there was like two vans today. When I went to work, there was six, uh, we had a crew come home today and they got emotional on camera cause they're sharing their story of the, the mass devastation that is in the Bahamas. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awful, but that's, uh, the the lieutenant commander who was flying, she went in and was talking to some of the locals that she had helped save. And the bohemian gentleman said, you know, there's devastation. We pray to God to send angels. And you all came, so you're our angels. Um, and I'm a very small part of that. I'm not the I'm not the angel on the ground, but I do help support those guys. So as a collective, as a team, it makes me feel really good, really awesome. And um so that i send thoughts and prayers out to uh those guys and those victims over in the bahamas right now yeah that that's really incredible um and chase and i both remember seeing that video uh we, i think we passed it back and forth right chase the the guy jumping on the boat yeah hashtag yeah, alte subarco <laughs> i don't and, know if but, i'm saying that right so i probably shouldn't hashtag it. i don't know he was speaking something else i i just know that he uh th- did he share that himself that's a body cam video, right? So, no, uh, there was a body cam video of somebody else. So, in the Coast Guard, we have um, so many jobs, like all the military. But the Coast Guard, we only have, I think it's 29 different jobs. Mine's a gunner's mate, so I deal with pyrotechnics and, and training and firearms and such. We have oh, a yeah. job that's, uh, it's a PA, and it's it's public relations, Um and so there's people that all they do in the Coast Guard are make memes, post stories, take pictures, and write up articles. And You're kidding. No, I'm I'm serious. And it's Chase, a hard, what you need to be doing. <laughs> it's a hard job. It's a hard job to get into. Uh, I have a buddy who's a PA, and he waited on a boat for four years, and he finally made it to PA school, and he loves posting. Is it dank memes? See, I'm four old enough years? that it. He waited four years, finally went, got the job, and now he's doing that job. Uh, Our country is doomed. <laughs> People are waiting four years to make memes. <laughs> Professional. Like, that means he went to meme college. <laughs> he, 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 did, he did go to a meme college, yes. Um, so what I want to get at here is you are recording yourselves all the time. And even if you guys are really humble guys, there are people out there with egos. So there's got to be a temptation, right, to share the clips of your hottest plays while you're out there, you know, fighting pirates. Members of the Coast Guard are so professional. That That's good. We are. And we, we really are. Um, there's a handful of us, uh, but those are the individuals. But as a whole, we're very professional. Um, and everything's recorded or I shouldn't say everything. A lot of things are recorded. Um, but you're not thinking about what's, what's more, what's cooler jumping on and busting a drug dealer. That's got 16 tons of cocaine or getting 16,000 likes on a video, which if you just do your job and bust the cocaine dealer, you're going to get more than the 16,000 likes, which is what happened to, uh, the guy. Uh, it was funny. Before I joined the Coast Guard, um, I had a buddy who got in some trouble and he had to be picked up by a Coast Guard helicopter. 
And I was like, well, I know they record stuff and a little digging online. I found the video of him coming up from the hoist in the basket. And he's like, don't show this to anyone. I was like, okay, but I'm going to save it in my favorites tab because I want to remind you about it every so often. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, no, we get we're our, our, our stories out there. Um, but just like anything in media, it's only newsworthy if it's big and up there and, and newsworthy. So, uh, you know, we get recorded, but we, it's usually the stuff that we don't want to get recorded for that will also make the news. Um, yeah. So, um, I've seen on YouTube lately and it's weirder now being in an age where you can so easily upload video to, um, social media, you'll see combat footage on YouTube. Uh, sometimes cameras from the enemy, which is even scarier. Like you, they, those guys are wearing GoPros, and someone will pick it up off of him after they kill him and post the video of like him fighting them. Uh, and so I'm wondering because these guys are sharing it. Uh, I, at some point, you're sharing it to get views, and so it's great that you're saying that the Coast Guard doesn't necessarily have that problem. Uh, but you guys are in a way superheroes in this sense that you're doing these crazy things that most civilians aren't. Um, so do you think there's a temptation at all? And do you guys have rules and regulations on what you can share on social media? Uh, I, there are, and we go through specific training either every year, or every two years about our, our internet and not only security stuff, but also like, Hey, how's the public going to interact and see you from this? Uh, we, I play it safe. Everything I posted up on Facebook is coming from the Commandant's page, the Master Chief Petty Officer, the Coast Guard's page, the co- the official, unofficial Coast Guard page, and occasionally the Coast Guard memes page. Yeah, that's right. We have a, <laughs> we actually have, and that's probably the one that guys will put stuff up on because um, it's going to be from our own community. It's still out there on the internet so people can find it, but it gets censored enough that you're going to get your name out there. Um, you're going to either get made fun of or get some props mostly made fun of because let's be honest, that's what memes are for. Um, but there's a lot of things, news articles. Um, you might get told, hey, this doesn't need to go online. Don't post this kind of stuff online right now. And you might have to wait. I know with all the other branches, when if, there's, um, if you're part of something and somebody's died in action, that... Usually that that unit is sectioned off and they don't get to tell anybody. And the important part about that is that uh, the family of that of that military member has to be uh, told first, um, their first of kin, if you will. So they don't because that would be if you were a family member and your loved ones overseas. Would you want to hear about it from a news source, something unreliable, where you don't have all the facts, where it maybe wasn't yours or your, your loved one. Um, so they usually keep it very hush hush until the official channels can get word to the family. Um, after that, uh, yeah, there's going to be some kind of news report with the coast guard. Um, because we're stationed inside the U S uh, a lot of our stuff goes straight to public record. Uh, if there's an arrest made, you can find public record of it. If there's a death from uh, this, that, and the other, there's there's public record. And that's how you end up on like Facebook or Twitter with screenshots of that. Right, right. I mean, and and some of them, um, there's uh, especially like our Coast Guard memes page. Um, we've had in the past 
couple of months, we've had a handful of uh, shipmates die from this, that, and the other reason. And they're, they put up, hey, we lost a shipmate today. This is kind of the what happened. Keep him and your and his family in prayers. Um, we had a commander, I believe, she died in a motorcycle accident. So there was a there was a reverence for her and a thankful for her service and everything. But then it was also, hey, she's also contributing. She's continuing to save lives because she was uh, donating her organs. And I think, I think, I think, um, one of her organs went to a Coast Guard family member of some sort. So, um, you know, it's definitely like, hey, be smart. You will get in trouble if you aren't being smart about posting something before you should. Uh, but then when it's, once it's out there uh, and it's something that you're, if you, hey, look, think, think about my shipmate, send prayers to my shipmate. Yeah, send it out there. Um, if it's, hey, look at this dumbass and what happened to him. Yeah, no, you're going to, it might not be officially that you're, uh, you broke a rule, but you're going to, you're going to sweat for it in some way or another. So Kevin, so Joe and I have talked about this a little bit before, uh, the social grave robbing. Um, and one of the ones we talked about was nine 11, um, being someone who's in the military, nine 11 coming up. And that's kind of a very, I know for military and for first responders, it can be a very sensitive subject, uh, talking about that social grave robbing uh, and people using it as a place to pose and again post the thoughts and prayers. Um, do you do? Th- how would you recommend that we observe nine eleven in doing it on social media, but in a respectful manner? And what are your thoughts on that as a whole? So I'm definitely. I was in fourth grade when nine eleven happened. Um, I remember it. it's. Each generation, I think, has one of those things. Uh, I My parents are older. I ask them, hey, where were you when JFK was shot? And they can tell me exactly what they were doing and everything. Um, so part of me was, part of me, I, I, there's, I usually in some way remember that day and do it similar to the one day uh, or remember it. I kind of recreate that day, if, it, if you, if you will. Um, I usually watch the same reel of news footage uh, from 9-11 at some point on the anniversary every year um, to remind myself, hey, it was scary. It was confusing. I was angry. Um, These are what I was seeing on TV and what was being reported and everything. Uh, For first responders and military, uh, 9-11 was a giant, giant jump start to a lot of, for a lot of men and women to join the military. Um, I hear stories of not the old guard as some might refer to them, but I, I hear stories from guys from the coast guard that were there that were on duty on nine 11. They're like, yeah, uh, we had to actually grab guns that day. We had to go and stand up at these positions because no one knew what was going on. And just like anything, just like sharing stories from from uh, deaths, you have to do everything in a smart, reasonable manner, which a lot of people in our world today just don't know how to do. The, the phrase common sense isn't very common goes along these lines. Um, so, yeah, 
go to the 9-11 memorial. I think a lot of people are, aren't as much of jerks to when they're in the middle of ringing a bell for every name that's lost, being stupid and posting. I hope they wouldn't, but I'm sure it's going to happen more and more as the years pass. You might see like an Instagram story of someone recording that being like, oh my gosh. Well, and and again, if you're recording because you know that person, they do the same list of names in the same order every year. And if you're related to that person and you want to give that shout out, that makes sense. That's a good way to honor that memory. But if you're not there to honor that individual and you're there to think about yourself, you have to go back and re-familiarize of what happened on that day uh and what uh what the feeling was then because the feeling on that day was not selfishness by anybody anywhere uh shoot the canadians they let in half a dozen uh, more than half a dozen of planes all the all the flights coming in from europe the canadians were like hey come land at our airport people landed and were like what do we do now and they're like you come home with us and they took all these passengers from all over into their homes because the U.S. was attacked and they the only thing they could do was just be there to help. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad worked for the airlines at that time. Uh, and it was get people, get the planes on the ground, get people in the terminal and get people out of the terminal. Uh, he had to go in the next day. When, you know, planes weren't flying. The only day since planes started flying that planes did not fly in the air in the U.S. in U.S. airspace. Uh, and they just had to clean up the planes because people just left everything because it was that scary. Uh, so if if an individual can go back and remind themselves how selfless the entire 9-11 experience was from feelings of that day to feelings months and years just right after when people decided, hey, I'm going to put my freedoms and I'm going to sacrifice for my country. If they can just get a glimmer of that and maybe put that into their social media posts to make it classy and not about themselves, then I think you're probably going to be okay with your post. Uh, if you're going of any, if you put any self selfishness in your post at all, it's going to be tacky. It's going to be awful. It's going to just be, yeah, not. But the well. likes keep pouring in for them. And I think one thing that's interesting is uh, it says something about how people see these, the Holocaust, 9-11, uh, Chase referenced some other ones that people probably are posing in front of. It shows how much we, how much reverence we show th for them these days. And maybe part of it is that it's so far in the past now, like there are kids going into college who were not even alive during 9-11. Um, but what do, you, what do you think it says about uh, this? I always have leading questions on this, but what do you think it says about uh, our culture that people are posing selfies in the Holocaust museums and 9-11 memorials? I think it goes back to a general. Everything with our culture is we don't have any respect for life, uh, our own or others. Um, and it is not to get terribly too political, but just how people treat each other how we how all these attacks happen um all over the world not just our own country um it, it just comes down to a selfishness and a lack of human dignity and knowing about that and how to act properly towards it so you don't have um 
you don't have Instagram, so you aren't part of this uh, the new nar- the new narcissism that is Instagram. But as an early adopter of Facebook, what do you think of the way that platform's evolved with the growth of this uh, this selfishness at memorials, et cetera? Well, first, I have to say I miss I miss the old Facebook where you could just go onto somebody's profile and poke them, and then they poke you back, and then you'd poke them, and you'd have a poke war. And one of my friends, I think it might have been our friend Jenny from Camp Joe. Uh, oh, she, Jenny, yeah. She posted and was like, hey, remember this? And we had like 44 pokes back and forth to each other. So, you know, I, I remember Facebook uh, in, its, in its older glory days before they wanted all your information for everything. Um, and I think the, the shift of... The shift of how it turned into uh, the kind of narcissism and the oh i just want attention is when they started doing like the filters on your profiles for and it well intense well intention but yeah the the paris strong orlando strong uh per, in, other paris strong uh whatever that thing was that tragedy was it's like don't put it on your profile picture you're Okay, you're trying to make yourself a group, but you're actually individualizing yourself even more so. Um, Have you seen the uh, Lord of the Rings meme where it's, uh, I don't know how to say it, Rowan? Theoden, Theoden, the guy, who, the horse pe- per- Th- guys. Theoden. And Theoden, and, he ch- and Gondor calls for aid, and he says, I'm sending my thoughts and prayers, and then it shows <laughs> Theoden's face and the Gondor tree over it as a filter, and it says, uh, Theoden has changed his profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. To the Gondor logo. Yeah. And it does nothing. If you actually put your money out there and and I'm not saying monetary is the only way to support a cause, but I, I, I've never changed my, pro- <coughs> excuse me, I've never changed my profile picture to one of those filters. Um, I don't even know how to log into Instagram. Um, oh, well, that's a good point right there. I mean, Chase, like, can you pitch Kevin on Instagram and no, follow no, you? No, no, please. No. <laughs> He's begging me not to, so I'm going to say everyone. <laughs> but if you do have Instagram and you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Chase H. Sabina, or you can add me on Snapchat at Chase Sabina. Um, that's spelled S-A-B-I-N-A because people have complained that they don't know how to spell it. So there you go. You know, at camp when we would uh, finish a skit and wanted to plug something for the trading post, we would call it a shameless plug. Now, I'm not saying that's what you just did there, Chase, but I think that was I, I no it was that was a shameless it, plug. No, it it was shameful. I would I'm the first to acknowledge <laughs> that. <laughs> um, uh, see, camp was great because you didn't have social media. You just unplug for the week and like you check it on the weekend and be like, oh, like I have Facebook still, huh? And now yeah. it's like it's with you every day. <laughs> do you miss those days, Kevin? I do. Um, I used to, I, but at the same well, time, you should explain I first. You were a camp counselor back in 2013. Before that, Even before like <laughs> early 2000, mid aughts. <laughs> I, I do remember making sure I knew pe- how to spell people's names so I could add them to my MySpace. And then MySpace was how we communicated for a while. Then Facebook. And do you still then, have your MySpace? Ooh, no, I'm pretty sure I deleted my MySpace. If I do still have it, it's lost. Uh, by usernames and passwords. But even at, I think before Facebook, between MySpace and Facebook, we had to use Yahoo groups. 
And what Yahoo, is Yahoo Groups? Yahoo Groups was just garbage. It was hard to use. You had to be invited. You had to have you had to have a Yahoo address, which I thankfully did. But then you could only start, and it was mostly a um, mostly just group, not group chat, but uh, a lobby, if you will. That's I don't think that term gets used in social media anymore. Yeah, a lobby of just your of people that are thrown in, and you can just talk. Not quite like instant messenger from way way back in the day. Um, but yeah, Yahoo groups just awful. Uh, that I'm pretty sure is still up, but no one knows the password, so the admins can't get in and change it anymore. I remember, I remember the very tail end of AIM. I remember having dial up, and I remember going on there and I, I don't know how old I was. I was real young and um, I created an AIM and this was before my parents would let me use social media. I don't even think they know this. So if my parents happened to listen to this one episode of the podcast, I remember using that and none of, I, I think I had two friends total who were on it as well. And um, we would use it. And I remember getting up late one night. It was probably, I mean, late for my age, it was probably like 10.30 or 11 at night and going over to the computer in the family room and logging on and talking to one of my friends. And when my parents came in, had to turn the screen off quickly and I would do the old uh, hard reset where I would hold down on the power button and uh, purposefully crash that computer. So if they logged back on, nothing there. It wasn't on the computer. But I remember the tail end of that and that was weird. It uh, it was weird. We and at camp we had like one computer that you could sometimes get on and check check your MySpace or whatever. In the first one or two years I was on staff, um, I had to use a landline to call my parents every day because I didn't get a cell phone until the week before I graduated high school. Wasn't that great? Oh, it was. It was except. It led to me not having any friends, and I still don't have friends. Uh, not because I don't have a cell phone, just because I don't know. I don't have Instagram. We'll go with that. I don't have friends because I don't have an Instagram or Twitter. Mm. Um, well, that's not true. I don't have friends, <laughs> and I have an Instagram and Twitter, right? That's, well, that's, that's how it that's works. That's why you don't have friends, Joe. You're overused. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had pictures with you once or twice, Joe. You, you shouldn't be on... A podcast is a great place for you. Mm-hmm. I have a face for radio, I've been Thanks. told. I was told <laughs> yeah. that by, actually, um, uh, someone very high up in the administration at my college, like during a, a private <laughs> meeting, was just like, you have a face for radio. And I've, and I've it's, stuck with that. And it's, sense. Still true. it's still true today. Maybe he's listening. He'll be like, oh my gosh, he, he knows. <laughs> and his son knows. He figured me out. Um, you, so yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think like you were on like, what do you want to call it? Uh, what's the prehistoric social media? I don't know what the caveman era is. There's, all right. So there's a very small generation gap. I saw a video on this on, on Facebook the other day. Ooh. It was after the internet had started, but before YouTube and you had, and it basically deals with all these, all the, the viral videos. Um, is what this video the other week goes about. But Flash, the the Flash age and Flash videos. And if you if you know half the words to the Llama song, if you know half the words to the the 
end of the world video. This is your generation. And they were generations that had uh, AIM, had MySpace, led into Facebook, uh, and are probably still the ones that still use and enjoy Facebook. I know generations younger than me, or not generations, but individuals younger than me are like, ah, Facebook, it's only for old people now. No, yep. I'm well, and I'm one of those old people who's not terribly old. Well, I mean, I keep interrupting. I'm going to say though, I am, I am the last old person on Facebook. I would say, I think my grade heavily uses it, and Chase barely. Sure, yeah. If I'm right, <laughs> my my high school, uh, in July, they they started our high school page again. We're like, hey, what's everybody up to? Because we're about to celebrate our ten years, and I'm just like, ah. Yep, we're all still here. We all still use it. And I still don't like a lot of you. <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. Social media, keeping us connected even when it shouldn't. I mean, I've had people slide into my LinkedIn DMs that I, I never wanted to see again. So <laughs> I know how to. They're like, hey. And they use like a weird nickname that I haven't heard in years. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if, you, if you're getting harassed over LinkedIn at that point, like what, what do you do? Is that workplace harassment then at that point? Is it workplace harassment? It, like like if some guy that like, you know, like people that mess, used to mess with you are like uh, trying to connect with you on LinkedIn. I don't know. It's just weird. Ugh. We, sh- we shouldn't be this connected. We shouldn't know all these people. We should be able to just fade them out of our lives, you know, keep the friends that you're like close in proximity to. A lo- there's, a, be. there's a lot of people on, on the uh, high school page and I was like, I, who are you? It's not because you got married and changed your name. I just don't remember you. And that's okay with me. <laughs> well, yeah, it should be. I think it's odd, though. It's odd. Like, we've talked before on removing followers. Like, like you have so many people that are following you, and they're basically fans. They're not um, friends. But they want they don't want to unfollow you because they enjoy your content for some reason, even though you never talked, really. Um, and especially as, like, a summer camp staffer, you probably had this. Where, like, you may even have campers trying to follow you, and it's like, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... I worked at two separate camps in my in my tenure of staffing, and some of them we were allowed to be friends with. Um, some camps we weren't allowed to be friends with. And for the most part, there's a lot of those campers that I still am friends with because it's fun to see now their staff members, and it's like, oh, okay, we still have that connection. That's uh, fair. I know, I know on this podcast, you guys have talked about the having to wish people happy birthday on their birthdays. <laughs> I'll admit, and I don't, I can't be the only person that's done this. I, there's just no way. People's birthdays are usually when I will delete them off Facebook. Chase, do you do this? Uh, no, I check Facebook probably like maybe once a week, if that. So I don't keep up with that type of thing. So I don't feel the need. But I did discover two days ago that Instagram now lets you remove followers if you don't want them to follow you. Chase, we discussed this on the podcast, I thought. Remember, <laughs> remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have. Uh, but I discovered this for myself the other day. <laughs> I paid attention to this. This entire podcast has just been a, a super long blackout for Chase it's up true. until now. It's true. You're just I, totally, total amnesia. Okay, I'm sorry, Kevin. No, you're all right. I, it's... I don't wish people happy birthday as often as I used to because, yeah, totally thought it was like a rule of Facebook. You have to wish your friends happy birthday. So I did it. Even people I didn't like. And one of my friends was knew this and gave me sh- 
crap about it because he was like, you don't even like that guy. Why are you wishing him happy birthday? And they mocked There him. it is. But now it's totally like, hey, Karen pops up. Karen's my best, always one of my best friends. So she, if she listens to this, she knows that it's not true. Karen's birthday pops up. Instead of wishing her happy birthday, I'll go into her profile and be like, yep, remove from friends. Just haven't talked to Karen. Don't care what Karen's up to. Bye-bye, Karen. That's what you should do. How many Later, Facebook friends Karen. do you have? Ooh, I will. I'm going to look that up right now. Because I have over a thousand. I know that's way too many. Uh, I, I just don't ooh, have time. I have 1,063 friends. Oh, okay, uh, so you do have a lot. But I and there was this, I didn't invite that many people to my wedding. So maybe I really do need to clean up my Facebook. Where was your wedding? Was your wedding? I shouldn't ask. That's on the podcast. Let's not publicize that. But <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get to crash I, it. I, I was have, unfortunate. I you were you were invited. You were invited to my wedding. That's though. right. I see. I don't even remember stuff either. I'm sorry, Chase. I have total amnesia on this. No, you're fine. I have 338 Facebook friends. How did you have that few? <laughs> I just. I've never. I, I've, again, I don't use Facebook. I like on my birthday. I think we talked about this, Joe. I got like two, one, two, one or two people wish me a happy birthday. One of them was you, and one of them was another podcast guest, and that made me so happy. It was just two people. That's it. Well, guys, if you're listening and you know Chase's birthday, remember to wish him a happy birthday. In fact, the moment you hear this in the podcast right now, this second, wish Chase a happy birthday. Send him a text or a message immediately so he knows how many people listen this far into the podcast. And I'm deleting my Facebook and changing my number right now. We're leaking his phone number from the story as we speak. If I ever decide to change my phone number, uh, we can leak it, though, Joe, and we can have people text. That'd be great. Uh, Kevin, you... you, I think that would be good for the brand, actually. I just... I feel bad because, like, we're we're deep in here, and Kevin's... We still haven't shoehorned the original reason uh, we even brought Kevin on, like, way back when. So, the news cycle came up, and it was so much better for Kevin because he is a member of the Coast Guard, military, etc. But, Kevin, you wanted to talk about Pokemon Go and how it's still a thing. So, I am an adult. I will... Let me just clarify that. Let's confess um, this. No, oh, it's it's confessed, but I play Pokemon Go quite often. Unfortunate. And I originally came to Joe with this topic and was like, Joe, it's the social media platform that's probably the most social, but still has its problems. And he's like, Kevin, you don't actually interact with people on on Pokemon Go. I was like, yeah, you interact with them in real life sometimes. So I started playing Pokemon Go. I think the day after it came out in 2006, had to take the uh, the eight weeks off while I was at boot camp, but I've been playing. Wait, hold on, hold on. You said 2006. You mean Sorry. 2016, right? 2016. My you bad. You scared me there. <laughs> Pokemon itself has been almost that old, still older than that. Anyways, um, and yeah, I when I got to my first unit or started playing Pokemon Go at camp, walked around, played it with then. Ran into campers and and camper parents was playing were playing it with them. Went to boot camp, had to put it off for a little while. Went to my first unit, found out that my captain played Pokemon. Uh, with a couple of the other guys in the boat played Pokemon Go, so we that's played. disgusting. Oh, it was great. So we would play in our little town where we were stationed at. Um, went to school, found went to my school and military uh, for my my job. Found out there's some players there. Played it then. But then, since I've lived in Florida, haven't really been too involved with it. Uh, I play on my own, and I haven't really reached out. 
the thing about Pokemon Go is there's these there's groups of them on Facebook. I think there's two that I'm friends with in my hometown and two down here in Florida that I'm a part of. And people on the Facebook groups can be just idiots and obnoxious because and I hope I'm going to share this podcast with these groups so that they listen so that you can get a couple more followers, Joe. And by if they make it this far, it's going to be incredible for them. <laughs> um, but we used to make fun of people because they would just go and Google the answer on these Facebook groups. People don't even look for the answer. They just go, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? What's this thing about? It's like, no, you there's resources out there. You can teach yourself and these people don't do it all the time. So they're asking like, where are, where is this Pokemon basically? No, no, no. They're asking like, Hey, how do I get rid of this Pokemon? Hey, is how do I evolve a Pokemon? Some very game basics. Uh, there's other things. They're like, hey, what time does the raid start this afternoon? Well, there's a message in your Pokemon thing that says raid this afternoon starts blank. You can go online and Google when does the raid in Pokemon Go start? And it's going to tell you it starts at three o'clock e- uh, central time. And people are like, I don't understand central time. I live on the East Coast. Google it. You can figure it out. It can be very obnoxious. Um, the other part of Pokemon Go that's changed since its beginning is you can add friends now. And then once you add friends, oh. you can send gifts and you can trade Pokemon and you can battle with them if, if you're next to each other. Um, so, But all you need to do to add friends is share your Pokemon code. So on these Facebook groups, people will just be like, add me, and they'll put their code up there. And now it's fairly secure because you can't share that much personal information. But the neediness and the just annoyingness of just add me. Like, I want, I just want friends. Add me. And once you're friends with these people, they don't send you gifts back and you end up deleting them anyways. Do people post this code in public places like, say, a 9-11 memorial or like a public monument? Public places anywhere? Telephone poles? I, I... It wouldn't surprise me, but at the same place, the same time, I haven't ever seen a code posted on the tack board in, in Panera. So they might. I just haven't found them yet. Chase, are you playing Pokemon Go? Did you ever? I downloaded it about a month and a half ago because some friends <gasps> you did not. would play it every day. I played it for about two hours and I didn't know what I was doing, so I deleted the app. I only played it for the summer of 2016, and I can't believe you guys came in three years later and are, like, addicted to it now. Well, not Chase. Oh, yeah. All, all summer, there was um, there was a ton of people playing Pokemon. Like, every Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, there would be dozens of people downtown, and I was always like, oh, I guess there's an event going on. Everyone's walking up and down the streets on their phones. It's groups of people, so... I guess I can't knock it because I really do see the social side of it. And I I guess I value that. Like if you're going to be on your phones and using technology, at least try and do something productive with it where you're going to go out and do things. And it's groups of people and they're interacting and also they're moving around, right? They're See, I've been, I've been lying in wait for this, for this argument because I know both you, I knew Kevin was going to make it. I'm surprised you made it. That it is getting people out. It's getting them to socialize. Yes. Yeah. But I've, I've been sitting in a park outside my house uh, in my little suburb I live in now I escaped the city to a suburb people play Pokemon Go out here I'm sitting in a park reading and I see all these 
zombies, phone zombies wandering around. They're all glued to their phones wandering around the park. And I realized they're all playing Pokemon Go. No one's talking to each other. They're all just wandering around the park. And then out of the blue, a heron, which is not the kind of bird that normally just walks around. A heron starts walking through the people. I, wait, not a, a single heron, person. A heron as in the great blue variety? Yes. Okay. And not a single person looks up. And this bird is just like chilling in the middle of all these people playing Pokemon Go. Not a single person looks up at the bird and he just keeps on walking away from the park. And I was like, you, you can't, like there's a real life Pokemon sitting here and you're glued to your phone. I'm like, I got, I got to enjoy the heron though. I mean, so that was good. So shout out the, to the heron. <laughs> shout out to the heron. I can't pronounce it. Can I pronounce it? I don't know. Heron. I can't pronounce words. <laughs> heroin. Shout out to the heroin. Shout out heroin. <laughs> That's what social media is, though. I mean, anyway, so you were to say something. There's two different things that happen in Pokemon Go these days. Every month, there's what's called a community day. For three hours, one specific Pokemon's let out there. You can find a shiny of that Pokemon, a color variety, and you just crap a crap ton of this one Pokemon. I did this community day last month. Walked around the park for three hours. In the park, you know, you had your birthday party over at the shelter and other weird fundraising thing over at this shelter but the park itself there was a giant influx probably of a good 300 to 400 people in this pretty good sized park and there's a loop that you can just walk around the park so you walk this loop to hit the pokestops and to catch pokemon along it sometimes you pass somebody and you throw a nice comment at them or they have a dog and you pet them cool great i walked past the same guy i think four times he was by himself I was by myself. Never a, hey, you catch anything good? Hey, shiny over here. Nothing. Zero. Just nothing. But then every once in a while, like, saw this these two people that looked friendly enough. And I said, hey, this over here, did you get anything from there? Small, short conversation. Hey, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> But for the most part, it was totally, you just walk past people. You're doing the exact same thing. You don't say a single thing to the person. It's so weird. It's like, I mean, if, for, if I mean, uh, first hobby that pops into my mind that's like this is metal detectors. If you bump into someone else with a metal detector on the beach, you're going to say like, hey, you find some stuff over here, I assume. Or you're going to fight at least to like get the best stuff. I don't know. But that's so weird. You're it not was, interacting. Is it a generational gap? Uh <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing with Pokemon. You have... So, one of the other fun things with Pokemon, my nephew, who's... He's my nephew. He's my younger nephew. He just started learning about Pokemon, just started playing Pokemon Go, and he lives in a different state. So, he's like, hey, Uncle Kevin, can I? Uh, can we be friends? I was like, yeah, we can be friends. We, I'll send you gifts every day. When we meet up with each other, we can trade. And he's, like, super excited about it. Um... But okay, so then the other type of days that you have are these raid hours. And so for one hour, you can fight uh, to try to get this one Pokemon. And those are a little bit different because you can have 20 people, I think it is, to a raid. And so you might get there. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and so you might get there and be like, hey, we have, all right, oh, there's 18 of us. Does anybody else know if anybody's coming? No? Okay, everybody go in. So then everybody gets in there. Then everybody's quiet for about 118 seconds because they're just tapping their phone. 
and they have to tap their phone and so that they can beat the Pokemon. And then once they beat it, everybody's like, oh, mine's really strong. Mine's this, mine's that. Great. And then they just move over to the next raid. Uh, the day I went and did that, I made two friends. I was like, hey, I'm by myself. You two know each other. Can I walk around with you? So I'm friends with them on Pokemon. I share gifts with them every day. I actually got their Pokemon code from them directly. Um, and I sent them a message on Facebook to be like, hey, I might be out and about again. I'll reach out and see if you're here. Maybe we run into each other again. Maybe we don't. So there's, if you go about it, you can be obnoxious and want just all the friends. You can do it pretty casually and just get those occasional people. Or you can be a total loner, play Pokemon Go, and not interact with anybody ever if you didn't want to. So it's an so interesting. You just told us a Pokemon love story, basically, and that's really sweet. Like you met, you made two friends. You met strangers online, but in person. Yes, I met them in person for online. If that makes sense. And yeah, that's fascinating. De- Demographic-wise, you got old people, you got young people, uh, you got. Every, you got people that can't walk very well. You got active runners. You got jocks. You got nerds. It's it it covers the whole gamut. All right, don't get too political now. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Oops. Yeah, we're gonna. My- I'm gonna get LinkedIn DMs from jocks calling me a nerd and be like, oh, here we go again. Which, by the way, uh, if you guys um, haven't tried using LinkedIn as a dating platform, I think that's the next big thing. I think that's the next cancer that's going to take over that app. I tweeted that months ago. And Did you really? Going, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to happen. Just wait. I'm, it's going to happen. I'm it's married, so all the dating apps. I'm just, I, One of the things that fascinates me was... Um, oh, shoot. What was the swipe left, swipe right app? The uh, that, That's Tinder. Tinder. Sir. I was never on Tinder because I w- had been dating my wife and then engaged her and then married her, so... I'm very curious what Tinder would be like, but I think I, that ship has sailed for me and for the app. Yeah, but what about LinkedIn, Kevin? Do you have a LinkedIn right now? Uh, I feel like I did make a LinkedIn at one LinkedIn. Uh, then your DMs are point. open. Pretty pretty soon, pretty soon married couples are going to start having to delete their LinkedIn's. Yeah, because they're, they're coming in. They're like, hey, try out this new program. By the way, here's my number. Uh, oh. Let me endorse you for five skills. I heard you like using PowerPoint. I make PowerPoints. Want to talk about PowerPoint over coffee? That's literally my dream, Joe. So if you're a girl and you want to hit me up on LinkedIn and endorse me for one, two, or all of my skills, uh, maybe maybe start with one or two and then we'll go on a date. And if it goes well... That's how you know. You endorse them for the rest of their skills. That's how you know. There's a date too. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. So the logistics it, of this off offline and we'll come back next week and we'll sort out exactly how this is going to work. You're going to get ghost endorsed. I didn't think I'd ever see the day where the shameless plug could also be workplace harassment. But I think that that day is now, Chase. So thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So you're talking about s- social media and how Pokemon Go is the best social media platform. So clearly that's, that's not the one you want to delete, Kevin. And you don't have a lot of others. So let's let's look at the small field that you have. Which social media account would you kill and why? I would kill uh, my Snapchat. Uh, I, I love sharing my... I love sharing videos of my cute little baby uh, with my friends. And it's very easy to do because you take a 10-second video. 
Um, I love giving feedback to my friends who have podcasts uh, while in listening to the podcast, I can record a 10, 20, 30 second video and send them feedback um, directly right then and there. You're welcome. Uh, but overall, I think half the friends on my Snapchat, I don't talk to anymore. They post just stupid crap. Um, and I've never, I know your guys' podcast, uh, the white, the white noise boys, I believe you all are, uh, talk about the white sto- noise guys, white noise guys. Thank you. Thank you. Talk about the, uh, the stories on Snapchat. I think I, I opened up one or two, maybe two years ago, but I don't ever look at them. So I'm only using it to communicate with the six friends on there that I care about. Um, so no, I don't use Snapchat a whole heck of a lot, but I still don't want to delete it because there's one or two good connections with people that are easily communicated over that application. Well, you never know. Like we've had people come on and they've, they've said they'll, they might delete stuff and then they later pay off on that. Like we've had people delete Snapchat, delete Facebook. So if you ever do delete Snapchat, uh, we want that testimony. We want it publish, uh, publicized. You'll be the first ones to hear about it. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be screenshotted and sent right up to the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at White Noise Guys. It's antithetical to our podcast, but we need the attention. <laughs> Not a shameless um, plug. That is, yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. The entire podcast is a shameless plug. We're we're trying to be the last people standing on social media. We want everyone else to quit, and then we'll be there and we'll be like, all right, you guys can lock it up now. We've done our job. Uh, Kevin, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was. Uh the highlight of my week and uh, something I was looking really forward to. So yeah. Well, hopefully it's the highlight of many weeks. Uh, We will be dropping this on nine 11. So uh, please observe responsibly. Uh, Don't post any weird selfies in front of memorials. You crazy people. Um, But yeah, uh, Kevin, again, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anything first off before you leave, before you close that door and hang up, uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Any, any social handles? Um, things that's coming up for you it's coming up for me uh no just i think you already said it with in regards to uh the 9 11 uh memorial holiday uh, not holiday remember it's day we'll go with just yeah be smart use your social media responsibly uh don't follow chase sabina any more than you have to uh <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it out there. Uh, editor, cut that one out. <laughs> no, uh, you know, don't bash the old people on Facebook. Uh, continue to bash the idiots on Snapchat. I don't know what kind of people are on Instagram. Um, so, no, just thoughts just use and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. Uh, but no, just use social media a little bit more responsibly for the human race. Like, as a as a whole that's my only message thank you all right as always uh this podcast was brought to you by anchor.fm our podcast is hosted through anchor they are a free podcast hosting service uh i don't know if you guys do but other places will charge you money to keep your podcast on their services so we were like no and we moved over to Anchor. Anchor has a great service. Uh, they let you put ads like this on your podcast so you can make money off of it. Uh, they tell you how many people are listening. We know where our listeners are from. Uh, we know what device they're using. We know everything about them all through the power of Anchor. Um, and of course, Anchor, 
promotes us through Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Stitcher, several other platforms. So if you're wondering how you're listening to us, how we got to you, it's all through Anchor. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast and rambling about such things as White Noise does, feel free to go to anchor.fm slash white noise to get your podcast started today. This episode is also brought to you by Lull. Again, for a limited time, get $150 off any size mattress during Lull's back-to-school sale. Y'all are probably going back to college or going to be going to college, or maybe you're older and you just need a better bed. Uh, just go to LULL.com, use code white noise at checkout, and they're automatically going to deduct $150 off of your order. It's easy. Any size bed. Twin. Single. Full. Queen. King. Is there anything larger than a king? Probably not. But go ahead and get a mattress, treat yourself, and you'll be sleeping as well as I am. And you'll be as energetic as I am to do these podcasts with Joe every week. All right. Again, com slash lol or slash. No, there's no slash. It's just he's code white noise. Joe got me all messed up. I was about to say before you mess that up, I was about to say that's the best ad read you've done for lol so far, I think. But I don't want to gas you up too much. So shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, but you know, Chase is promoting any size mattress. Of course, we also have any size podcast. No, that's a terrible pitch. Can you tell them? I'm not even going to try. Can you tell them where, where the, (laughs) where they can find our podcast? You can find me on Instagram. (laughs) No, our podcast. Oh, I mean, you already said it like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple music. I don't know any of the other ones because no one uses them. Uh, but you can, that's not true. People use overcast specifically to listen to our podcast. Shout out to our overcast listeners. If you don't know what overcast is just stick to Spotify and Apple. We appreciate you no matter what or anchor. I don't know. I'm Apple. It's all good. I'm Spotify loyal. That's the only one I'll ever use. We should confess that honestly, like Chase exclusively promotes the podcast through Spotify. I prefer to do Apple. I also have been favoring anchor more recently. Whatever you guys listen to it through, that's awesome. But if you are listening through uh, Spotify, no, not Spotify. I'm sorry. If you're listening through Apple or Stitcher, you can leave reviews and you can comment. So please, like, leave a review. Let us know you listen to it. Be like, hey, this sucked, or hey, I thought this was really cool, or hey, don't bring that guest back, or get Joe off the podcast, get Chase off the podcast. I mean, just tell us what sucks. Basically, that's all we want in a review, right? Just give just, us that one star. Yeah, let me know if you want me to stop talking altogether. I know I don't talk much. But if you just want to hear nothing from me but want me to be there and feel my presence, just let us know. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> the Chase Presence Podcast. That could be a whole episode. You just Ooh. don't talk the entire time. It's just But you're there noise. and they can hear your breathing. Maybe you're making white the white noise. noise in the background. Yeah. Maybe we do a whole episode that's just white noise and we let people meditate and contemplate deleting their social media. It could be a that actually and PR gig. And then, like, midway through, out of nowhere, there just comes an ad for lol. Or it's just me crying. <laughs> Very faintly in the back. You're in the other room, but it's recording, and you just you hear Chase sobbing. White noise featuring Chase's distant sobbing. But that, and then we, we market the heck out of it. We put money behind the tweets and posts so that it gets the most views out of any episode we've had. That's perfect. Be, Let's do it. It would be a great episode. But, yeah, so let us know if you want us to do that. We will put some thought into the LinkedIn dating app and how that would work. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Chase Sabina. You can find me on Instagram at Chase H. Sabina. Add me on Snapchat at Chase Sabina. Make sure you block Joe or message him hate messages to delete his accounts. Whatever you delete guys your want accounts. to do. 
Um, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another White Noise episode sponsored probably by Lull and Anchor, we hope. And maybe Silver Singles. Silver Singles, shout us out. As always, it's good to be here.